Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways. This is our holiday series. This is part four. We're talking about the connection between grandparents and grandkids. What are you guys going to talk about? Hey, well, my name is George, and I got to tell you, Christmas is so much better through the eyes of a grandchild. I got to tell you that. But the holidays can be stressful, and they can be really busy. And I really want to talk about how we can be more intentional during the year so that we can add to that holiday experience. Yeah. Good. And I'm Jody, and talk through some of the challenges, maybe, of what that looks like, depending on your family dynamic and where you're located. Yeah, all that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways, our holiday edition. This is part four, where we're gonna be talking about how you can unleash uh, the connection between a grandparent and a grandchild through a holiday setting. So thanks for being on, Jody yeah. and George. Glad yeah. you guys are here. Yeah. Glad to be here. It's gonna be a fun conversation. So let's just, let's start here to kind of set up the conversation. Why does it matter for uh, a lot of people, maybe they grew up, they didn't have a close connection with their grandparent. Um, because it just, the, the generational gap is, is so real there. Why would it be important or maybe even biblical to lean in to that kind of relationship between a grandparent and a grandchild and care about it? Wow. I mean, it's, it's a scriptural mandate. You know, you look in Deuteronomy, it's repeated in the Psalms and elsewhere in scripture that it's our job to tell of what God has done in our life to the next generation and the, gener the generation yet to be born. There's a scriptural mandate that we have this opportunity to tell our grandkids how God's grace has impacted us as a family and to pass that legacy on to them. Yeah. 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 I think too, even from the, from the other side, you know, it, the spiritual legacy is a huge piece hearing the journey of faith you know, and, and what God has done in the family, you know, man, generation after generation after generation. And even if you're in a context where maybe there, you don't have believing grandparents, because yeah. um, I know there's a lot of folks like that, even just hearing the stories of life, like yeah. what, what they have gone through, what they endured, what, what life was like for them growing up as a parent then even helps you frame some spiritual conversations even around that at times. Mm. But I think we live in this world of like now, and it's really easy to forget about how we got to now, yeah. right? And as a family, it feels like that's becoming less and less important in our culture. Right. Um, man, which is just heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking for me because you think of all the things that you're experiencing right now in life that, that that wouldn't be passed on or that those stories wouldn't be shared whether it's and your faith or just the struggles of life or what it what it looks like i think we can do a big disservice to our kids by not being intentional with that yeah yeah there's this like historical component to it both in the legacy of faith but then also just the legacy of like I used to live when the internet didn't exist, right? And things were harder to get done than they are right now and things like that. Like, I, I think both of those kind of establish a context for a grandchild to know, man, what I'm living in isn't like, hasn't been reality forever. Like there's been a process to get here right. and things are gonna change over the course of my life too. 
And I can even say from my perspective, because I am a grandparent, that um, so many people in my world lack intentionality. So you get to a season where you've done your time, so to speak, you've raised your children, and maybe even you're completing your career. It, It can almost for too many people that I talk to say, now it's me time. You know, yeah. it's, it's time for me to do me. And that is so antithetical to what God's call in our life is. Yeah. You know, um, even my wife and I talk about all the time is at whatever time God gives us left, on, you know, time we have left on this planet, how can we intentionally spend that with our kids and our grandkids for the kingdom? And yeah. that is just so yeah. important. And I like what Jody says, or even to tell them about our family legacy, because every story, whether it's a story of faith or or not, is a story of God's grace yeah. and can be yeah. leverage well, that. Yeah. And I think even like, man, the last couple of years, right? How do we manage a worldwide global pandemic yeah. has been a struggle for everyone. But man, when I sit and talk to my grandparents who endured uh, the Great Depression, right? My, yeah. my grandfather was a paratrooper. Like... It's not like this is the first difficult time our world has faced. And so even hearing what it was like for them to navigate those things. And my grandparents, uh, you know, who who are believers, were believers. Uh, man, listening to my grandmother talk about what that was like growing up and navigate that all of a sudden frames the world for my kids in such a way that, oh, man, God's faithfulness and his grace. Yeah. Yeah, it's. It's, it's enough, like it's sustaining. It's, it has in our past and it will continue to. And I think that's really, really important, but it does, and, and I love what George is saying, like I think it takes intentionality on, on both fronts, you know, because it's easy to not, it's easy to find reasons to not invest or to not be present. Yeah, and it's like, uh, that's what I think is so powerful about this connection between grandparent and grandchild is you have this really kind of untapped potential in most families of this pass down of wisdom to this young person or group of young people who have an ability to carry that legacy into the future and to even like, um, you know, it's, it sounds a little cheesy, but that's even the kind of whole Star Wars thing and training up a Padawan, right? Is like Yoda says to Luke in a recent one, like that's the thing about Padawans is they outgrow us. And that's like supposed to be the goal. Like this is what I did with my life and hopefully I can pass on and build a foundation so that you can go advance God's kingdom further in your life. And so there's this kind of great untapped potential, but like you guys are saying, it takes intentionality from both sides, from a grandparent to not say, well, this is just all me time now that I'm retired and I did my time as a parent, but also for a grandkid who maybe doesn't have the perspective in their life right now, who's like, it's just all about now and they're old and they don't understand the way that life is now and how hard it is for me or whatever. And so there needs to be a bridge in between. And I almost kind of think that's the role of a parent in some ways. So how around a holiday season, as we kind of talk about the season we're in right now, how can parents be intentional in kind of setting the table for that kind of a relationship, that untapped potential? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, uh, it's not it's not been super easy. We have, for the most part, not lived near grandparents. Uh, even now, all of our family is back on the East Coast. Um, but we've, at the very least, lived a few hours away from one set, if not, you know, both sets of, of grandparents. And so I think, again, you have to be intentional on what that time looks like. And sometimes it's, man, it's logistical things. Like, oh, everybody wants to come in at Christmas and visit. 
okay, how are we going to do that? Where are we going to put them all? You know, how are we going to manage that? Or are we going to see them? How are we going to do that? How are we going to, like in our case, we have, my family's all in Tennessee. My wife's family is largely in North Carolina. They're hours apart from each other. And so do you trade off? Is it like, oh, Thanksgiving here and Christmas there? Is it, and then what are those boundaries going to look like? What are, for us and for them, what are the expectations? I think framing a lot of that is really, really helpful. Yeah. No one ever feels like they get enough time. Yeah. Right. No one ever feels like they get enough time. And depending on the dynamics, maybe, maybe you have grandparents who aren't wanting to be intentional and being invested or they're not believers or it's just not a really healthy environment to bring your kids into. I think you still have to fight for ways to do that. Yeah. And that's going to look different in every family. Um, but to neglect that, unless it's just absolutely impossible, is a huge disservice to your kids yeah. and to yourself for that matter. Because one day you're going to be sitting in that seat as well. Um, and, and what is that going to look like for you? And so I think early on for us, you know, we decided when our kids were really small, uh, we would go back for every holiday. We'd hit every parent, you know, and then they got a little bit bigger. I'm talking like baby, right? Then they got a little bit bigger and then you bring in more stuff every time you come. Yeah. And it also gets more expensive to travel back, yeah. right? So, you know, we have four kids now, there's six of us total for us to go see family. It's really expensive. Yeah. Um, it's cheaper for them to come see us. And so sometimes it's in it's sometimes it's easier for them at this point. So how do we make that doable? How do we step into that and have those conversations and are and, you extending the invite now right. to say and, hey and we're in enough time to make plans and what is that? I, I think those are the kind of conversations that you have to have. And again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. You just have to be really intentional. Yeah. Um, Part of it is just valuing it enough. You to have be to intentional. set that as a value. Yeah. 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 That's good. I think Jody just called out the Livingston family online to get out here over the holiday. That's what I heard. <laughs> I said, come hang out. Yeah, exactly. That's, at least that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, sure. Come on. And what would you say, George, as you are, you can almost look at it from two perspectives. Right. One, and how you partnered with your parents and your in-laws to kind of help facilitate connection there for your kids. But now how your kids are partnering with you to facilitate connection with their kids. What does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question because it's, it's easy to think about our parents and those connections at the holidays. But if I could be so bold, the holidays, if that's the only time you can do that, are wonderful. But it's kind of awkward if there's no relationship throughout the rest of the year. And mm -hmm. with so much chaos and so many people around, it's not actually a really great intentional relational building time. So even with our kids, um, what we would do is, is partner with the grandparents to find out when are the best times for them to spend those times together so that at the holidays, really what we're doing is celebrating building on those intentional times throughout the year. Yeah. So for, for even just for us, my parents have always been in the same area. So it was, it was easier to have those small moments that we would partner right. together to give time together with the grandparents. Um, my wife's parents were always, you know, maybe at least two hours away for a time and then, then moved to Texas. But what they would do, and we've carried this forward even with our grandkids, is um, my wife's grandparents, every birthday time for one of the grandkids would take them for the weekend. And they would just invest time with them and, and spoil them and spend time just them yeah. on a weekend every time it was their birthday. And then there would be other times throughout the years that they would invite them out for and engage them. Um, I still remember when when my um, mother-in-law would um, she was a, a junior high principal. She would actually invite her her grandkids to come out and help her set up 
her class for school and the school. And so they involved them in the, in the rhythms mm. of their life. My parents have done the same thing and, and had a little uh, maybe easier time because of proximity, yeah. but involving them in, in their rhythms of their life. And so my wife and I have really looked at, you know, we have one grandchild in the high desert, which we're extremely grateful for. The rest are all, you know, in the LA area. And so just trying to find those ways to involve them in their life, uh, take them, you know, we do the birthday weekend. Now we learned that from Cassie's grandparents. Yeah, and yeah. so we're just, we're looking at those intentional ways during the year. So the holidays are almost just maybe if I could call it the icing on the cake. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Even lowering the expectation on the holidays. Like there's nothing magical about right. the holidays. Right. The holidays are going to be an overflow of what's already existed throughout the year. Exactly. And I think that's such a cool, like I even think about, man, when you're in a holiday function, You've got all the grandkids there and the grandparents, and so it's really hard to form those personal connections between a grandkid and a grandparent. In, instead, having these moments where you're in this kind of more of a one-on-one -on -one space and we're carving out time to spend time with just you and invest in you as a grandkid because each grandkid's gonna be different. Right. And I think that really begins to stimulate some of the, some of the relationship. And I'm even thinking for people who are like, okay, my kids are, they're now a little bit older, maybe they're in the teenage space or something like that. And we really haven't made any of these intentional efforts so far. So it's like, we just show up on a holiday. There's no, there's no relationship there. Like this is gonna be helpful for people who are just starting out to be like, man, let's lean into building some of those rhythms. But for somebody yeah. who'd maybe look back and say, oh, have I just messed it up? Is there no way to recover, no way to move forward? What are ways around a, okay, we're gonna be around a table at a holiday and have an opportunity. How can a parent almost at that, like is there a way to facilitate sharing stories or things like that, that a parent can be involved in when there's no real relationship there yet? to say like, hey, let me help kind of facilitate this. Let's do something at this holiday to facilitate a little bit of that connection. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it depends a little on the context and how many are there. Yeah. You know, like my wife's family is huge. So it was not unusual for there to be 30 or 40 people there yeah. at one time. And you're, you're just not gonna have yeah. those types of conversations in an environment like that. And sometimes, sometimes the holidays becomes more just about the memory making mm -hmm. rather than the moment of passing the torch, yeah. right? And when I think back, even growing up, I, you know, I lived with one set of grandparents for much of my childhood, spent a considerable amount of time with my other uh, grandparents. And I don't really remember moments of like sitting down and having these deep, deep conversations of, of faith. It was just kind of evident in their life. Um, and so as we were gathering together, even as a family, it was in the little moments of like, okay, we're going to pray over the meal or um, we're going to read this passage of scripture at, you know, at Thanksgiving or at Christmas um, before we open presents and before we have the meal. I don't think you have to feel the pressure to sit down and do like a, let me tell you all about my life or let me tell you, you know, this, I've got this little three point devotional that I want to do. I think it, it can be really simple. I think... You have to be yourself. It, it can't be forced yeah. um, and it can't be fake. No one's going to respect something that's fake. But I do think overall, man, those holiday moments and gatherings, sometimes they're just about memories, just making memories. And so if you can establish small traditions early on or even late in the game, you begin to establish small traditions 
that then carry forward every year, those become memories. I mean, even you're talking about the birthday things, you know, and it doesn't have to be earth shattering. You know, when, when our kids were small, I remember we had these little wooden blocks set of nativity and we would read it and had the kids kind of play with the blocks and act it out, you know, and they're a little bitty. Now that they're teenagers, no one wants to play with the blocks anymore, yeah. right? But that doesn't mean you can't still sit and reflect on the story yeah. or reflect on what, what God has done. I think so much of our faith is, I mean, it, we say it all the time probably, and it's very cliche, it's, it's caught, not taught. Uh, whether you're parenting or grandparenting, I think the same is true. And the more time you're together, the better. But those memories are the things that carry forward that you look back on and go, oh man, I remember when every year we would, whatever, you know, drive around and look at Christmas lights together or sit around and listen to, you know, whoever read the, the, the birth account of Christ or just stopping and praying for the meal every time or whatever that is, carving the turkey together. I think those, those types of, of moments are probably in the moment feel very small and insignificant. But over the long haul of life and raising kids and, you know, and like being George a family, said, you're exposing them to those regular right. rhythms Absolutely. of life. Absolutely. And what's great too, like I'm thinking, I remember my grandparents telling me things that we did that they did with their parents and grandparents. And so that connection now of that memory and that tradition isn't just there. It's way beyond that. It yeah. continues to extend back through our family. That's a pretty cool thought, you know, I think for, for anybody, but for kids and students, it's, yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I think as we're talking and I'm reflecting my grandparents who've been gone for some time and I'm thinking back, I was just sitting here trying to remember Christmas time with my grandparents and, and I'm, I don't have any memories. I know that may sound odd, yeah. but I can't think of any memories, but I think of all kinds of wonderful memories. My, my grandfather on my mother's side, man, he loved to fish. And mm -hmm. I remember fishing with my grandpa and I remember him taking me to breakfast and those times that we had together. My other, my other grandpa on my dad's side, he, was a, he, he built clocks and he mm -hmm. fixed watches. And I remember sitting at the dining room table, watching him with, with intricate watch pieces all over the place as he knew where they all went and <laughs> just chatting with him about what he knew. Yeah. I remember those things, yeah. you know? And, and I would also suggest, I like what Jody said about building, building kind of um, memories or rhythms around the holidays. I think it's really important that we don't try to force something in in a in a holiday that isn't really going to work. Right. Like if if we think at least in our context that Christmas morning when kids especially granted kids are so excited to open presents and stuff and then we're going to slow down and try <laughs> yeah. to have this deep relational it's like yeah. wow no. that just Tear isn't going to happen the right? moment. They, the kids want to have fun, and, and that's not bad. But what yeah. we have found for our rhythm, that Christmas Eve, we don't yeah. open gifts. And I know every family's different. Yeah. But for us on Christmas Eve, we have a, a, a particular food that we prepare every time. And then we have a cake that, we, that, that my mom started. And so talk about great-grandma now and yeah. grandma to my kids. It's, it's a cake where we celebrate Jesus' birthday. And we have the kids involved in reading different parts of the Christmas story and look for intentional things that we can do on Christmas Eve um, in addition to the services that mm -hmm. HDC provides, just as a family to focus on the reason that we celebrate the Christmas season. And then on, honestly... Christmas morning's a free for all. Yeah. And as it yeah. should be. Yeah. And and even my grandkids, when they're together, like at a holiday, 
they literally probably want to spend more time with cousins than they do with grandpa. Right. Which is actually okay. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they need that time together as well. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. And Jody, let's land on this point here because I'm even thinking from your perspective where you're a, a parent to teenagers. Yeah. Teenagers might be the easiest group to miss a grandparent because they're on their phone and everything's new there and exciting and it's short attention spans and then their grandparent starts telling a story and they talk a little bit slower than they're used to people talking and they're like trying to follow the details and they don't really understand. Do you do anything? Do you like prompt that before your kids are going to see grandparents to say, hey, lean into this? Or how do you kind of help coach them on that? Yeah, I mean, we really don't do much. Again, I think we are in a situation where you know, even though our family's far away, especially now, I mean, there's FaceTime, there's yeah. phone calls, there's, so there's, there's, there's interaction, right? Um, there's birthday cards and Christmas things. So throughout the year, I think there's always a little bit of coaching anytime family visits, yeah. you know, you're yeah. always like, okay, let's go over the house rules here. You know, you're not going to get ready. Here's what you're getting. You, we all know this is going to be this. So I think there's all, it doesn't matter who's coming over, yeah. right? It could be somebody for dinner or it could be family. And so there's a, there's a bit of that. I think, you know, as a parent, one of the things that I think we have to be just continually aware of um, is just being intentional as a parent. And taking teachable moments as they come, not forcing them, but as they come. And so if we're sitting around and listening to a conversation and things are popping up, you know, I kind of like to jump into that a little and ask prompting questions. And maybe I'm asking the kids to share back and forth. But even afterwards, like, okay, what did you guys, did you learn anything? That was pretty cool, right? What is that? And sometimes you're just going to get, eh, and that's fine. You you know, you know, it's there. Um, you, you can't be so concerned with the outcome so much as the process. And I, and I think, again, just being intentional off of off of the front end is really, really helpful. And not trying to force things, you yeah. know. Try to find things that you know will bring about connection. Yeah. And it might just be, like I said, jumping in the car and driving around looking at Christmas lights. Yeah. Mm. Not, yeah. not sitting around the dinner and table and yeah. listening to stories for hours yeah. and hours. You, you start looking at Christmas lights and you, and all of a sudden people begin sharing like, man, I remember, you know, like the grandparents, I when we were little, we would decorate, but nothing like this. Yeah, you know, we yeah. didn't, there was no synchronized light show. We yeah. would just take, and, and you know, what did it, what was it like to go pick out a Christmas tree when you were little, if that's what, you know, you were doing or yeah. those stories almost come really spontaneous just as you're doing life together. But it means you yeah. have to be intentional. Hey, we're going to put the phones away. We're going to turn off the TV. Yeah. Right? Though maybe it's that. Yeah. Um, if everybody's sitting there staring at the TV or everybody's on their phone, yeah, maybe there's not a lot happening. Yeah. Um, and, and so, though again, those are rhythms, I think, that you establish in some boundaries. Yeah. Um, With some forethought ahead of time. That's super, super yeah. helpful. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, thank you, you guys, for taking some time to help talk about this connection. And like we said, it's a... It's an untapped potential for the family unit. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully you've got some tangible takeaways that you've been able to pull away from this. And as always, if you've got thoughts that this sparks, feel free to comment uh, some thoughts and ideas related to the topic as well. And don't forget to share it uh, and like it. Maybe share it with a grandparent, you know, and say, yeah, hey, yeah. let's let's partner up this holiday. Or if you are the grandparent awesome. with your kid, yes, and be like, yeah. share it with your kid. I'm coming over. Yes. (laughs) Let's hang out. So uh, as always, uh, great having you guys. And we will catch you guys on Tangible Takeaways in the new year.